Golly geez! Welcome back to another episode of What Do I Do With My Hands? I'm going to keep this one short and sweet with you, alright? I'm with my gosh darn buddy Rachel, and we're going to be talking about her experiences growing food and educating an entire neighborhood of kids about how to grow food and how to make awesome meals. It's a really good experience. Um, I, uh, she's m missing like 25% of her blood at the start of this episode. Just keep that in mind. You know, we're going to keep it light because Rachel is, is uh, light in terms of her life essence. Um, anyways, um, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, it's good to be back, baby. You can... Oh, wait, I was going to wait for the crack. I was going to wait for the crack. Oh, sorry. Cheers. Are you going to crack yours open? Oh, now, I, now I'm too nervous. Do I'm going to get my other one so I can reopen? <laughs> can you open two cans for the podcast? I'll do it. No. Oh. I mean, dude, you literally are, are, are missing like a quart of blood from your body. How much do they take out of you? I think it's a quart. I don't know. It's a really thick bag what use your hands how thick are we talking here like three c's like this is the thickness that's a lot of liquid it was Rachel. a lot i like look <laughs> this is why i'm gonna faint right now yeah you you so you're running at like 25 percent capacity right now and you're drinking that can't All be good thing is they tell you not to do it but if you donate blood you're welcome after you drink less money spent let's go I'm going to Google this. I feel like I'm <laughs> concerned for my friend. Should, do they do anything special? Did they like use the Alex machine where they spin your blood and remove all the plasma or whatever? No, they didn't. It was okay, just, so just a uh, standard suck and swap. Yeah, like I got hell emails because they're like, we're in desperate need of A blood. And I was like, I guess I'll do that today because I have nothing better to do. Can I say something? Yes. And it's. It's probably going to get me canceled. They email me too much. I agree. Email, text messages, phone calls. I had, I had to like call up the, the, the blood donation place. Cause like I, I, I the last time I donated blood was in New York. So oh, the New York blood center is constantly calling me on different phone calls. numbers. Yeah. So I would block five and then I would get 10 <laughs> more calls. So I had to call them and I'm like, I, I need to be taken off this list. I don't even live here anymore. And they're like, oh yeah, <laughs> easy you. done. And they haven't called me since. And it's crazy that it took me years to do that, <laughs> but um, I did it. I'm actually surprised they stopped calling you because I called them and I was like, I'm in Oregon, so I'm not home anymore. And then I still got text messages and a bunch of emails. And then today I was like, I mean, I don't really have plans. So I just like walked over and donated. Just, just take it. Just goddamn take the liquid already. Yeah. I was like, fucking take it. Stop. Oh my God. I curse. Is that okay? If I curse on the podcast. It's because I turned my hat around. What if I what if I spat out blood? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get that. You gotta get that. Catch it. Now you can curse. Are you kidding me? Come on. Okay. Come on. Well, now that was like five minutes ago. Um, I forgot where I was going with that. We were talking about blood. So yeah, you took your blood. How much uh, I need I needed to Google how much. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Should you drink 
after donating. They're gonna say no. What they're gonna say no, but I want to know why because um, I need to know if I should contact a doctor. After giving blood, it is important to follow the post-donation guidelines, including to avoid drinking for at least twelve hours. How long has it been? I donated at one forty-five p.m. and it's six thirty, so not not good, not good so far. <laughs> Taking care um, of your body while it works to replenish nutrients and blood cells is essential to the blood donation process. Are you getting nutrients? What have you eaten since then? Uh, those chips that I had when okay. first called me. Strike two. Pretzels. Absolutely strike two. And a few cookies at the blood donation. You say, you say the cookies as if it's supposed to be the redeeming thing, as if you're going to be like, oh, and I had a kale salad afterward. Uh, and i had cookies so i mean at least i ate come on i guess yeah well they do give out cookies when you're done but i think that's just like give you like a a punch to the face with like sugar so you you don't faint exactly like that other that other girl strawberry guava topo chico that was hard seltzer and for before we we have pasta before we get into the this is just going to be the intro rachel Welcome. Um, Thanks, Paul. <laughs> and to sell to celebrate my video podcast. Whoa, pinkies out! I can't. I can't make liquid loud. <laughs> that was me. And now, now there's just an incredible amount of foam. <laughs> Hold on. Let's Don't see how deep to, like, I get in there. Your neck to like the beer, so the foam leaves. That's a thing, right? <sighs> that you can only get that on crisp hd video how oh, the foam's gone i just have a wet mustache now what do you think <laughs> of the mustache you haven't seen me with it um you know what i didn't even realize i haven't seen you with it i was gonna tell you that i really like your style you've been posting like really cute pics your glasses your shirt yeah you're flexing those i'm trying i'm trying um yeah i love the mustache i'm here thank for you it. thank you thank you so quora.com you know the online questionnaire it's sort of like a yahoo um but more boring i guess um so in 2015 on december 31st <laughs> this is new year's eve <laughs> someone asked can we drink after donating blood oh. so I- <laughs> My detective instinct is kicking in and I'm going to guess that someone donated blood and then forgot that they were going to go out to celebrate 2016. Um, So the the quick, yeah, right. The quick answer is consuming alcohol shortly after donating blood is not recommended and a very bad idea. (laughs) So I'm going to click on the link. They didn't say hard seltzers. I mean, I know hard seltzer of alcohol. What I'm trying to say is I'm not out here straight drinking shots of tequila or whiskey. I'm just drinking a carbonated seltzer that has 5% alcohol. That's like nothing. But let's hear this. Oh God, okay. Bad things can happen to people who drink after they give blood. What are these bad things? Excessive vomiting dehydration can cause dizziness and fainting is getting drunk i'm literally sipping two cans and that's it you offer to add a third can willy-nilly as if it was nothing hold up i was offering to open it 
that way I would drink that one instead of the other one. So you're telling me you let a whole seltzer go flat just for my sake? Yeah, I would give it to Ian. It's a new one we haven't tried. So I would have been like, hey, have you heard of this? Two robbers. This is not me product placing. I do not have any trademark on this. But he hasn't tried this one. So I've been like, hey, do you want to try this one? I'm going back to Topo Chico for cold. Cheers. Don't worry. I'm only drinking this one and that's it. I'm not I need going I need I need you to stay hydrated. All right. I'm hydrated. All right, whatever. No, it's fine. Rachel, welcome. Welcome, welcome to this this crazy thing that I'm doing for my apartment. I love um, it. My air conditioning is going to be on in the background and you're going to hear it. And that's just going to have to be what it is. I mean, mine's on in the background. Do you hear it? Yeah. I don't hear anything. I don't even. Was that really loud? I heard that. (laughs) I don't even hear two and a half men anymore. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I was watching. Oh, you were watching two and a half men. No. (laughs) I hope that gets you canceled. I hope it doesn't because my dog has really bad anxiety and I can't not leave the apartment without putting TV on. At first it was the Kardashians and then maybe that will get me canceled. And then two and a half men was on and I was just going to leave it. I'm sorry. Is that a crime? No. And can, may, may I, may I give you some information to help yeah. ease your stresses? Two and a Half Men used to be one of my favorite shows to watch when I was a kid. It's pretty entertaining for my dogs, I would say. Yeah, I would say that my mental uh, capabilities as a kid was tantamount to a dog. So that would make sense. <laughs> okay. Maybe I was watching it a little, but okay. one episode, they're talking about sex with this 10 year old. And I'm just like, how did some of this stuff get passed on TV? And they're like, this is fine. Because old Hollywood execs used to love that shit. They're like, yeah, let's talk about dicks and butts with little kids. Because they don't do that. Am I right? And now those Harvey, kids- get in here. Oh, my God, Harvey. Mm. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. I got really stoned with my friend Nat. And we were watching, what's that one show called? It's not One Tree Hill. It was... That show with Jessica Biel was on. Seventh Heaven. We were watching that, okay? And mm-hmm. the brother was like, I have never kissed a girl before. And the sister's like, and he was like, I mean, my friend were like, oh my God, is he going to like kiss his sister? And the dad walked in and we're like, what is the show? So the sister seemed interested in kissing her brother? Yeah, because like they were trying to practice their first kiss. No. <laughs> no that's what i'm saying no okay? you you have siblings right so has that ever even come into your fucking head that you <laughs> i'm sorry oh, oh, I, oh i gotta help out my sibling i've never had my first kiss excuse me brother please help it's like the <laughs> haunting voice that was really good <laughs> i just don't like the context that you you used it <laughs> anyway no, that's great. I hate it. Um, I'm going to throw up. Rachel, who who are you? How do we know each other? Why are you wearing the same freaking hat oh, today? Yeah. Okay. So, hi, my name is Rachel Vasquez, as you already know. Um, my friends call me Ray, unless Ray DeLucci's in the room, then I'm also Rachel. We already talked about that. 
but we know each other from um farm to table concentration that we did in california at saint helena what what did what what did you even just say to me farm to <laughs> farm to who saint where farm to california um okay i went to the connery institute of america and when i was there i wasn't gonna do my bachelor's degree but then my roommate priscilla was like let's do it you might as well and i was like all right let's do it you're right so then we're like boop, 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 computer which concentration should we do and then we decided to do farm to table together long story short we did the farm to table concentration and you and your beautiful soul as well as raymond's um just happened to be there and that's all how we became friends i did not know that's how you decided on the concentration yeah we really well i personally wanted to do farm to table well first we were going to do italian this is a whole other thing but they didn't have room for us so priscilla and i were like all right like what's the next one we would do and i was like i mean i'm down to do farm to table like we had to go to california i'm interested in farming and all that jazz so that's what we did i was about to do the uh, entrepreneurship concentration and then that's a concentration yeah like you get to like launch your own like little business on on campus and i thought that was very cute like at the Hmm? at the egg you can launch your own business yeah it'd be very cute um and then i decided that's very boring so i went to go and farm that was a lot of fun it was (laughs) a lot of fun i sure for me it was life-changing it was it it absolutely was i just wish that there wasn't just mountains of like inhuman stress levels i was busy like 24 7 uh, there was not an hour that was not devoted to RA something. There. RA, right? And that was my fault because I, I thought that I could handle it because I was juggling other things at the time and I had no idea how much it was going to, to suckle out of me. So anyways, let's, let's talk about it. Let's break it down for people who may not yeah. know. What did we even do? They sent us out to wine country, a bunch of broke college students who couldn't afford a haircut in the Anything. neighborhood. Oh my God. <laughs> I'd go for a run past like mansions that i would never even picture in my head we're just like i i i felt bad even looking at them i I thought that i was gonna get spit on yeah for sure i was waiting for someone to yell at me anytime i was walking in the neighborhood not because they're like catcalling me but because they're like you know you know, you, you, I don't, you don't have to it. say it. You know, you know, you know. All <laughs> you I'm have saying to t- is, someone your had a freaking flag in the window, and they had to take it down. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to get into it too much, but there we go. Yikes! So, what else did we do there? Oh, um. Anyways, changing the topic. Maybe I should take the hat off. It's like really hurting my head um what did we do there we did a lot of field trips that was fun we got to see like cows and sheep um and pigs before they got slaughtered and then we helped good detail we did not help slaughter them they did all that work butcher butcher correction take that out cut it out we didn't we participated in breaking them down correct 
Is that the correct terminology? I would say that's correct. We got we got to take turns breaking down a, a heritage pick, which I thought was was kind of cute because it's like, all right, now one person used the saw a little bit, and then the next person can come in. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so everyone would just like do it, take yeah. a picture, and then just yeah. let someone way stronger take care of it. I was one of the people that was not strong. Yeah, so. me too. I'm pretty sure Dan went right after me. And I was like, whatever. I mean, I could have hacked it, but it's fine. Yeah, but Dan was right there. So right. Cool. Sorry. <laughs> Anyways, like, I don't know. How did you feel? How'd you feel about it? You know, what was your favorite moment? Um, I don't know. I guess it'd probably be like that one day you me and Ray got burritos with Connor and Pee Wee. Burritos? Where was that? Azteca? <laughs> yeah. Or the amount of times we went to that one bar in town. Yeah, all the times that all of us went to that bar. It was like the only bar in town. What was that called? I forgot. It's gone. It's gone. I can't remember. Oh my god. What did you just do? <laughs> I was trying to remember. That's how you try to remember? Yeah. Um, maybe if I put this hat on, I'll... Yeah, maybe if you constrict your blood flow a little bit, it'll come to you wearing it like a helmet <laughs> i can't remember the name of that. whatever it's gone it's gone now it'll come back to me eventually but honestly i think like what i really got out of that was the appreciation for food and where it comes from because like all the time i just would get food and be like whatever like i'm just gonna eat it but after that i realized like okay like i should really support farmers markets and i should really reach out to farmers and local purveyors because that matters more than mm -hmm. saving money I guess right from yeah. Mexico or not to name drop but a few other places that don't get them really care about their animals or the way that things are grown mm -hmm. and that helped me along the way of my jobs as well I would say yeah I I, I agree and like at the end of the day, I'm like, my end goal is to like have a farm with like a micro bakery. So like this really helped me to go into that direction. Ooh, what kind of, what kind of farm are you dreaming about? You're going to um, have animals? Yes, I definitely want animals, but I'm not going to like go out of my way and get like specific breeds. Like if someone's like, Hey, I have this cow and I can't take care of it anymore. I will take it. You know what I mean? Like one yeah. of those. So I have an old sickly little beast and I want you to take it and make make cheese from it. I would love to take that sickly little beast and make cheese from her. That is so <laughs> so darling. I love that. Um yeah, I mean that's basically what I would do is just like take any animals that people are like, I'm I have no home for this. Like it's eight years old. There's no point in having it. Mm -hmm. I would take it. I want some bees, perhaps. Whoa. Um, but mainly I would focus on like growing vegetables and having a little micro bakery. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm trying to do and like more like zero waste sustainable things. I am not zero waste at all. It's really hard. Being zero waste is hard. You can be low waste. Low waste is easier. I'd say, I'd say I'm low waste. I'd say I, I decided to like eat less meat after, after learning about 
what happens to animals after they die because like we saw the nice way which is them on a conveyor belt going (laughs) towards a person with a gun made out of compressed air and the animal's like i have no idea what's happening i'm stupid and then someone just (laughs) and then that's their life and then someone's just immediately like all right you're still warm i'm gonna slice and dice you yeah i mean i wasn't there that day with the conveyor belt and lambs because i had a stomach issue do you remember i so did i honestly because the smell of the kill room was grody it's something that's gonna stick with me forever it's like take like the funkiest cheese that you've ever smelt and add like hot meat onto that oh and then leave it in a car for a little bit oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the streets of new york city (laughs) (laughs) it's it's it smells worse than new york city and i hate i hate to be the person to say that anyways that was a fun time it was great and we're so thankful i mean we learned a lot right yeah it shook it shook me up and we got to we got to farm we got to farm and sell what we grew at a farmer's market that was awesome what what did you grow in your plot i forgot because like we almost like didn't really grow much (laughs) because we were terrible it was a bad season um yeah it was well Damn coyote moon what coyote moon there was a coyote there what was your group called again i forgot that we had a name oh let me check group me but what did you grow in your your little plot um we grew some squash and we grew carrots but not a lot of carrots we had bad luck with carrots grew a lot of lettuce but all of it got eaten by little bugs so we didn't have much yield from that we grew some turnips we had really good luck with turnips a few potatoes I think I feel like I'm just like mushing it all in my head because like we would have to harvest some days Mm -hmm. remember that we would have to like go and like go get onions or like strawberries and then like come back to our plots so I feel like I can't I would have to like look back to see exactly what we grew yeah i know i know that we got we had some squash we grew squash squash was good that season it was really good it was popping off i gotta say yeah we got to harvest like a lot of like great things because like we were terrible farmers and then meanwhile there's like an actual farm all around us full of things that are growing the way that they (laughs) should be (laughs) the tomatoes that we helped the corn those are mini corns that we helped with garlic um remember we were all like fudging around and eating strawberries and then chef yelled at us and was like what are you guys doing and we're like oh um we're just eating strawberries yeah we ate a lot of strawberries but they were so freaking good i would put them in my pockets and then i would go to jeffrey's class and like munch on them jeffrey (laughs) i'm sorry i brought him up sorry there's a child in my hallway Oh, I thought it was a cat. Like, you looked down, so I was like, oh, do you have a cat that I don't know of? Wouldn't that be cute? No, I've got a cactus. You want to see him? Yeah. Sorry, he's a little perky today. <gasps> oh, my goodness. This is, is this is Stu. Hi, Stu. Stu's being Say a- hi. 
do you tell Sue that you love it every day? Uh, not every day. Um, you should start. I think it's like a mutual like business relationship. I keep him alive and he makes my apartment look uh, like I'm a healthy adult. So. Love that. I can't wait for my string of pearls, which means you never sent me which plants you're going to get. I wanted to do it here. Oh, I okay. want, I want you to help me pick out a new house plant. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Now let's, let's take a look at, at Cole Bailey here. Now, what do you know about me as a person that could tie into my, my want slash realistic ability to take care of a plant? What do you, what do you think I can take? Sorry. I feel like the seltzer is making me really burpy. Yeah, no, let her rip. That wasn't a good one. Oh, okay, Work well. the sound barrier, mama. Ooh, I wish I had the microphone in the beginning. Um, probably something that's like not too much maintenance, but like more than just like watering it once a month. And why do you, why do you think that is? Why, why for me? You're capable of watering it more than once a month. But like also like, in my opinion, I personally wouldn't want to have to worry about it too much. So I would imagine that you feel the same way. I do. And you nailed me. I have plants outside on my balcony that I have not watered in two weeks because I forgot and I'm a terrible person. Well, um, I'm regrowing. <sighs> Anytime you like boil vegetables or pasta, just give it to your plants. Yeah, just put the boiling water on the plant. What a cool little. Then give it to keep your it plant. keep it salted though, right? Room temp. Give it to your plant. All right, good. I'm okay. I'm currently regrowing scallion and it's not going well because I keep good. forgetting to to water it. Well, I was you see, the, say, they look a little dry on the top. Yeah, they look a little dry, and that's because they are dehydrated. Can I see the whole thing? Yeah, there's like a. There's a scum on the top of it. Oh. I'm using I'm using an Irish coffee glass for it, which I, like I think is very cute, right? Yeah, it's cute. Scallions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, I would never. Um, yeah. So that's that's what I have, and I I literally don't have anything else in my house. That's it. I mean, me either. Okay. I have a fern and uh, a decorative pepper plant on my balcony, but that's because they got infested with bugs and they had to be outside plants now. So. Where did you get them from? I got a pepper plant somewhere in the city. Um, I think a mm -hmm. hardware store was selling it. And DC then... City. Hmm? DC is your city? Yes, 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 yes. And then I stole the fern from a job. And <gasps> I won't say which one, but it was dying in an office under fluorescent lighting. Oh. And I rescued it. No one was claiming it. So Papa came in and took a, a plant home. I mean, that's not stealing. Like you're saving its life. Yeah. I like to think that it rescued me. Right. Love that for you guys. It most certainly didn't um, because I am not a good father. It immediately got like touched by, oh, what is it? What? There's like a little bug that latches onto it. What's it called? A mealy bug? Mealybug. Yeah, I got infested with mealybugs, which are these stupid little white shits. <laughs> that, <laughs> excuse my, my French, but it goes, those little snots go underneath the leaf 
and they hide there and they suck all of its life energy out of the plant and then they have wings so they fly and i believe they also bite because <laughs> it was it was right like right next to my desk here so i would be sitting at this desk and i'd be like why am i so itchy and, and then i would shake my plant a little bit and then things would just fly out everywhere the fact that you would shake it and stuff would fly out yeah so it had to go outside i tried oh, i tried to diagnose it and treat it with neem oil oh yikes because i didn't know because i tried and like an like a i i heard that like um like an antibacterial soap that's good for the plant could be used if you dilute it with water and yes. then just like brush the leaves with it so i i did that and it did not work at all and i did it several more times and huh? the antibacterial soap sometimes works but you have to use a spray bottle i use yeah 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 check it but also cayenne pepper have you tried that for my my little fern yes just with some cayenne pepper they don't oh so the capsaicin they don't like that but wouldn't that be like bad for like the plant if it gets into the dirt no because then i'd have a well, spicy dirt i mean i don't think so it's better than like what i did no not that oil? i was gonna say like monsanto or like miracle grow shit because that you really shouldn't ingest but i heard from my one friend that using cayenne pepper mixture really helps the air of the bugs also what ian and i would do is our bugs also our bugs our plants from home depot got infested with bugs mm -hmm. and we would just like vacuum the top layer with like a little a little hand guy it's like a little the hose from the vacuum Where's it the top layer perfect we're good just the top layer mm -hmm. why just the top layer because that's where the bugs live the top layer it's true or you could just replant the plant entirely repot it replant it use different soil too much work Agreed. That's why I would vacuum the top and spray it with the cayenne soap, as you were mentioning, solution. Well, I'm glad I had the right idea. Um, it just yeah. didn't work for me. So anyways, Sorry, what what do you think? Okay, where where should I get a plant? Is there an online retailer for plants? Yes, there is. It is called The Sill. The Sill? Yes, The Sill. S-I-L-L? Yes, that uh, one is one of my favorites they have a store here in new york but also i got my string of pro plant from facebook marketplace oh mama mia people sell plants on facebook marketplace and i'm obsessed with facebook marketplace even though people probably think it's weird but like you can get so much stuff in there no like do but not sleep on facebook marketplace cars plants Retro humans. Oh, <laughs> humans. I'm leaving this in. <laughs> All right. So, what? What? Okay. So I'm on the sill right now, yeah. and it's saying that there are. Oh, I can buy faux plants too. Yeah, you could, but what's the point? I mean, what's I guess you, like you don't have to. 
no maintenance should, or whatever. Should I do a, a flower and botanical or should I do a live plant? Um, I would say, well, it depends what flowers they have. I'm going to look at the flowers. Yeah, I kind of want to know. I would um, say live plant for a long-term solution. Yeah, they have a lot of bouquets. Bouquois. Yeah. Never mind then. Long plant, long-term plant. That's a thing. Oh, those are really nice though. I like yeah, they're pretty dope. Hmm? I like how it says pet friendly. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. And they are like priced between like 45 to 61 dollars. That's not too bad. But I'm sure they're shipping too, right? Yes. I mean, these are pretty interesting bouquets. Like, I feel like if I was like rolling up to like high school prom and I brought one of these. People would be like, who is he? Uh, your boy would be getting a kiss in the cheek Hello? at 30 p.m. <laughs> oh, I, I hear you. I hear you. Don't worry. <laughs> I got it. Just a kiss on the cheek. Of course. Come on. I'm 17. All right. Nothing too crazy. No prom weekend for Cole with the sill bouquet. No, um, I went to prom three times and I was home at like 930 for all of them. Oh my so God. if that gives you any indication of what kind of person uh, I am and where my confidence um, is and how. I mean, you went to prom, th prom three times though. Yeah, but I feel like it's more of a technicality <laughs> rather than like a I popularity mean, thing. Cool. Uh... I don't know. I don't know. I just, I never had any fun. I was not really a good dancer then. Obviously now you know that like I, I crush it on the dance floor. Yeah, you do for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've been, I've been told out of a 10, I like, I, I sit around a six or a seven. Whereas most men. I think men, it's like above a 10. No. Oh. I won't give myself, I, I don't know. Do you remember? Do you remember my moves? Yeah, I do. That's why I, I did, did like a little, something like this. Yeah. I do, uh, I do squats now. Oh. Because like the thing is when you're in a club, you know, you don't have a lot of like leg movement. So you can't do like, you know, you you're can right. do stuff like that. So I do a lot of squats. I do like. Can I see it? But like. I don't, I don't think I have the room. Okay. We'll just have to go to a club when the world is know. not what it is. When I come visit in DC, is there a club? Oh, is there? <laughs> oh, I miss, I miss clubs in DC. Oh, let's go. I forgot that I'm drinking a Bud Light or a uh, uh, nondescript beer. Oh, a uh, beer that is um, American made and in a blue can. In your silver chalice. My chalice. <laughs> this is a reusable wine class that my mom got for me not for any event it was at the beginning of the pandemic and i guess she was like you're you're probably going to be drinking so here you go what a good mom it's a very nice impromptu gift i love that um yeah i don't normally get them so i'm like mama thank you anyways let's get back to some plants here rachel oh, right yeah, okay um let's see the live plants right is that what it's yes okay um there's a zz plant which looks like it's very doable for me it's it's just a few a few little baby leaves it's yeah it's the one on the left this guy here um 
cute. I'm not bad about the ZZ one, but it's very tiny. Okay, if I was you, I would go for something a little bit cooler. Not saying that ZZ's bad. I haven't had experience with ZZ, but I really love, what's it called? There's like 10 different names for it. And it's fiddle leaf fig. They have a bundle of plants called the Easy Care Bundle. Ah, beautiful. Let's see it. Um, let's see. This low maintenance duo is made for the beginner plant parent or summer jet setter. Summer jet setter. That sounds like your guy right here. The snake plant and the ZZ plant are known for being both drought and low light tolerant. A rarity for succulent plants, huh? Snake plants are good. Yeah. They won't fumble if you forget to water them once in a while. They might even appreciate it. Snake plants are good. I don't really know much about ZZ plants. Um, what's that? I cannot remember for the life of me that one plant. It's my favorite. Um, but clearly not my favorite. So is it a monstera by any chance? Are those hard to take care of? Because they look yeah. wacky. Honestly, you just need a lot of sunlight for it. At least, like, dude, I love Monstera's. Mine That's went from, so like, cool. this tiny to, like, huge. Big boy? Yes. Whoa. Nicknamed the Addison's Monstera, the Monstera Deliciosa, is famous for its quirky natural leaf holes. I love that. Yeah, I love that term. I think you should get a monstera. Okay. But if you're really feeling the ZZ plant, get it. Snake plant, also a good idea. Or string of pearls. That one's good. Pearls, your girlfriend. There we, there we freaking go. Well, no, it's that. not really about her, so. Oh, sorry, Pearl. <laughs> get out of here. Oh. This is my podcast. I love it. Okay. I'm actually, I'm actually going to buy a, a plant after this podcast, probably. So, okay. Thank you. Thank the you. Namaste. Marketplace. Those are my two. So the sales a little bit more higher end, but they also provide you with a little pop. So, and I need a little bit of pop, as you can see from my background, it's oh. very drab. Oh, black. Do you, do you get the impression that I am put together by my background? um don't hesitate too long don't hesitate too long <laughs> i was gonna Please. say yes on the left side but then i look at your sofa and you have like a winter blanket on your sofa but it's like 90 degrees outside i get chilly okay so that's my only thing is your winter blanket on your sofa you have some artwork what's a sorry what's a summer blanket <laughs> Is there a spring blanket? Yes, there is. I gotta go back on Google. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Spring if you were to have blanket. a spring or summer blanket, to me, it's just the red in that blanket really gives me like Christmas vibes. Maybe if it was like blue. It All was a American Eagle free oh. gift. Oh. If you spend $100 on Black Friday sales. How long ago was that? It might have been 2017. 
Oh, wow. Okay, Actually, 2014. 2014. Yeah, I might have been. I might have been in high school. Yeah. No judgments here. Then I thought you just got this blanket. Yeah. No. And I was judging. May you. I say I've been taking great care of it. For I sure. I have agency over my possessions. Maybe I'll sell it on the Facebook marketplace. People pay money. Okay, I do. I do sense that these these blankets are very different. They have. <laughs> They're see. a lot of a lot of woven blankets. Right. Yes. They're weaved. Yes. They have airflow. Mm -hmm. May I? This one's a an Easter one, and you oh, you see that Easter, but not Hoppy Easter. Yeah, I which is a really good joke, and I send that to my friends every year. Happy Easter. Happy Easter, and it's the it's the bunny's butt, and you. And I think that's humorous. Can I see the quilted blanket? Maybe I'll knit one. Maybe I'll get into like knitting. That's a good idea. That's a good I like, I feel like this podcast is supposed to have a structure and I'm I'm purposefully not sticking to it. <laughs> um, I'm full of either way. Yes, those blankets are really good for summertime. All right. Because it's not too hot. I guess I'll take your word for it. We have a little, maybe I'll make you one too. We'll see. You... You make blankies? Um, yeah, so when I was a Girl Scout. Humble brag. Too into it. It's embarrassing. Um, I <laughs> made blankets for dogs and cats, and I donated them. So a blanket for a dog and a cat is going to be smaller than a human's blanket. But that doesn't mean Correct? I can't. You so know. make a, a double XL dog blanket for me. Right. Exactly. I could do that. Perfect for my size. Because I do sleep in the fetal position most of the time. Figured. Yeah. What's that mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, so do I. I feel like everyone kind of does. It's just like comfortable. Yeah. I get, I get, I get scared of what could attack in the night. So I want to be as small as possible, just in case. I can't sleep on my back, like just facing up like that. I mean, not that I hold my hands while I sleep, but yeah, like you're praying. My hands would be to the side, right? <laughs> Mama, Papa, um, sing me a song before I slumber. Please, Mama, I need a song. Um, Where no, are you from? I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> you sound sick. <laughs> <laughs> when people from New Jersey get sick, they have an accent, I guess. I feel like we have an accent regardless, but true. Okay. Yeah. So I can't sleep just like on my back because then I have sleep paralysis. That's fair. I can't sleep on my back because I snore and then whoever I'm sleeping with um, leaves in the middle of the night. So <laughs> that was a little too real. Um, anyways, Rachel, let's kick it back over to you. All right. Tell me, tell me what, what, what the heck is your passion in life? What do you, what do you like to do? Um, that's a good question. My passion in life and what I like to do. Lay it on me. Well, <laughs> you have a passion for plants. I do have a passion for plants. Um, I don't know. I guess my goal and passion is just like trying to be more like 
local, you know, but not just like local in the sense of like what food I bought, but like Mm -hmm. also giving back to the community. Cause I feel like a lot of people in our industry just cook food and they go home. Mm -hmm. Whereas I prefer to like, think of like all the other aspects of like how I could help or impact the community or like, what does local really mean? You Mm -hmm. know? So I worked at food core, as you probably know, for like all last year. And for me, that was like very impactful on my life because I was working at an elementary school in the South Bronx and that's where my family's from is like the Bronx. They like all grew up there. So, (laughs) 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 and, um, I grew up in Jersey because my family wanted to get out of the hood. So I was like, I don't really know what the Bronx is like. Like, I'm just going to go back to the Bronx. I'm going to work there. I'm going to see what it's like from like, obviously it's not the same as like 1960, but no, it is not. (laughs) It's 2020. There's still some problems going on in the Bronx. Yeah, they just have Starbucks now. There's no Starbucks there. Whoa. Yeah. So that was one of the things is like the fact that there's no Trader Joe's there. There's no Whole Foods. There's no smoothie bar. There's no salad spot. People over there are struggling just Uh to get healthy food because they don't have access to it. So I learned a whole new word called a food apartheid instead of a food desert. So I've been taught that food desert is communities. Sorry about that notification. How dare you? I apologize. That a food desert is where communities don't have like access to like fresh food, but food Mm -hmm. apartheid is the difference between like communities that don't have access to fresh food because of discrimination of those communities and like redlining districts so So because they can't have it it's because they've been set up unsuccessfully does that make sense that makes complete sense and it it definitely seems like it's a it's a thing that's happening around new york as well yeah Yeah. i mean i I get you my dad grew up in west harlem which coincidentally does have a starbucks on his street corner now which is insane he's very bummed out about it uh, now there's uh, Whole Foods, there's a Starbucks, there's a Shake Shack, all in West Harlem. Yeah, it's it's insane. So yeah, uh, yeah, he he grew up that way also. So like he understood, like he did not understand food. He was just getting like, you know, minute rice. You right. Know? <laughs> like food to get food, not like food because I'm like, oh, like I'm this yeah. food. Well, I'm gonna go get that. Like yeah. it was just like a matter of I need to eat. This is what I'm gonna get. Exactly. They don't have the privilege of of choosing right food (laughs) exactly and I feel like that really opened my eyes and sorry the seltzer a little burpy (laughs) I I thought Um, you were just getting choked up about the work that you do that too I know it was gas oh mm. um so yeah really like opened my eyes in a way of like realizing what's going on behind the scenes I guess like you Mm -hmm. I don't know not behind the scenes but like for lack of better words I would say that because I always picture life in this way and like after doing that I'm like oh this is what life is about yeah like it's not just what I'm used to these people are doing life this way these people are doing life this way this is life for other people 
And that's cool because like you had like the reasoning beforehand to be like, I'm going to go to the Bronx. I'm going to learn about like where my family came from and like learn about how that community is, which I mean, kudos to you for that. So what did you do in that position? Tell me about it. Um, I was a food court service member. So that entailed me helping out in the garden, like maintaining the garden, like teaching gardening classes. I focused on doing more of cooking classes, obviously, because like I went to CIA. So for me, that's something I was more passionate about. Therefore, like I wanted to teach kids how to like make a smoothie and like how to make soup and how to like make spring rolls or like teaching like kids about other families that are struggling, but not in the sense that they are. So I did like this whole PowerPoint. For me, this was the most impactful because I did a whole PowerPoint on like $25 or or it was like more of like, okay, this family from like Canada, this is what they get for groceries in a week. And this was something a photographer did like years ago and he did it for different countries. So it was like, like a family in Canada, this is what they get their groceries for a week family in the United States. Then there was a family in like Kenya and a few countries in Africa. And the kids were like, wait, how come they only have like a few bags of like rice or like a few bags of this, of grains. And that opened their minds too, to realize like, okay, like not everyone is getting the groceries that we're getting. And I feel like for me, that was impactful because it was just like helping the kids to like realize what's going on too besides like what they're dealing with and what they're struggling with is like there's also people struggling in Kenya or in other countries that we don't really know about you know what Mm -hmm. I mean and I say that was the most impactful because it was really hard to get their attention because like they're like oh food court Miss Rachel's here it's a party and yeah that's what they call them it's really sweet and for me, like that PowerPoint really got them focused and engaged. Yeah. And I would like teach cooking classes. They were like always so excited. Like teachers would be like, oh, this kid, you know, like he is very like, you know, like be careful with him. Like he is very, what's the word for it? I don't want to say like a deviant. Excitable. Right. Like he wasn't really paying attention to class or whatever, but as soon as I would come in and I would like teach food, hundred percent eyes on me, paying attention, whatever he had to do to make sure he could cook that day. He was like, I will do it. Oh, and it was very sweet. Yeah. So, he's got a passion for cooking now and you helped yeah, him. Like, exactly. Like get there. And no. I feel like a lot of the time they have like a really hard life outside where they aren't able to like cook with their families and like they have a lot of other things to worry about so I would go into class hoping that at the end of the day they could like try something new or like learn how to cook something or learn something between those lines of like oh I got to plant a pea today and like even though it sounds really simple like for them it's like a big deal like I went into a class and I made smoothies with them two months later the kids would be like Miss Rachel like in the hallway and they're like that smoothie we had was so good and I'm like how like that was two months ago and they're just like it was the best smoothie ever all pumped about it I like walked through school I felt like a celebrity they're like like running up to hug me like 30 kids at once I'm like oh my god okay hi it was very nice 
you were you were the the popular one you were the yeah, popular teacher I was a cool teacher they're like that's the food teacher that's the garden teacher some kids didn't know my name but they brought up to me and hugged me anyway and because you were famous they want to pass up the opportunity to hug a famous oh, person famous. okay yes. the and double-handed hair flip sure yes. sure um then COVID happened so I wasn't able to teach anymore but then I did like online, like virtual teaching. So then parents were engaged because they're like, I ha like most parents like would go onto the Zoom calls or the teaching calls with their kids. Oh. And then some parents would jump on. Like I would teach like every Friday, I would do like a cooking class. Some parents would join on. They'd be like, oh, I have a question. And like, then I was engaging with parents and it was like really cute and sweet. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's. Uh, that's crazy because you wouldn't have had that opportunity if there wasn't a pandemic. And now right. you're like teaching multiple and, generations. Right. And their kids. Food. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So it was very beautiful. That's yeah. That's like, Oh yeah. That makes my, that. my heart warm. I'm it was hot. So sweet. Like one dad was like, I'm a chef too. Like, well, not really a chef, but like I work downtown at this restaurant and like this food that we're making right now, I just taste this quesadilla. This is the best quesadilla ever. And I'm like, okay. Just I like, freaking love the quesadilla. My son loves it too. Yeah. He was like hyped about it. It was great. Oh my God. Like, Wait, so like what's a quesadilla recipe? Now I got to know. What'd you well, put in it? Um, I just like would use what... So I worked for two organizations. I worked for mm -hmm. Food Court and Children's Aid. And Children's Aid would sell like food boxes to the families like once a week and those food boxes had $30 worth of produce for $10 for those families and I would try to like do recipes mm -hmm. for what was already there I mean sometimes they had recipes or sometimes I would take what I had in that food box and then buy a few other ingredients to, like make a recipe so yeah. in this case I made like quesadillas so for the quesadillas I got like whole wheat like tortilla I had some corn I had some bean I had some onions cheese just like whatever like random vegetables I had that day. It was like squash, zucchini, whatever. Like one of the, actually, one of the squash was from uh, Dan Barber's, like from Blue Hill at Stone Barns. They grew like a specific type of squash. Yeah. And we were able to have that in our food boxes. That is so cool. So I had that squash in our quesadilla. And I was just mm -hmm. like telling them like how to cut the squash. Like, this is how you do this like cooking the quesadilla on the skillet, like on your, whatever pan you had, and then like putting the cheese on, like these spices or whatever. And for them, it was just like mind blowing, at least for some parents, you know, like being able to use what they had in that food box, but not just for like the recipe that was given to them, but like for yeah. other things as well. That is awesome. It was very sweet. I love that job. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, but so- they actually got defunded. So sad life. Who's responsible? He's responsible. And I think his name starts with a C, doesn't it? Cuomo. And I think he <laughs> had. Oh, we don't know if that's their name, but okay, I do think they no. uh, have some inappropriate conduct under their belt like Charlie Sheen who's to say so how, how'd you get that job um 
Okay, so I was going to, I was like looking at random jobs at Career Fair. Mm-hmm. Career Fair had Food Corps. And um, I was like, okay, like I'm gonna try out and work for Food Corps. Like, let's see what happens. Like, you don't yeah. really make a lot of money. You make like very little money. But like the impact that you get from the job, me personally, I felt like it was worth it. And I didn't hear anything back from anyone. So I went to stage at Dominique Enzel's um, bakery in Soho. What was that one called? Dominique Enzel's bakery. <laughs> That's what it's called. I don't fucking know. Uh, uh, Cronut. Yeah, they're famous for their Cronuts. And no, it's like called Cronut. They're s'mores on a popsicle. Okay, anyway. So <laughs> I stage there. I got the job. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll take this job. Mm-hmm. Two days later, I got a phone call from this lady. She was like, hi, um, I actually work with a school in the South Bronx and we're looking for a food corps member. And I was like, oh, the South Bronx, like that's where my family's from. So like, let's do it. So I was like, forget doing what everyone else does in the industry, as in like working for like that bakery, that restaurant, whatever. Yeah, like, convincing I'm- yourself you need to like take a certain route. Otherwise people are going to say whatever. I get yeah. And I mean, I definitely got shit for it. Like people are like, you're not a chef anymore. And I'm people like, give you shit for it. Yeah. Like, Oh like, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, you're not okay. a chef because you're not working in a restaurant. I was like, as okay, if, as if that, being a chef is some platinum trophy that you get. Like people, I feel like really think like, some people, I'm not going to say everyone, think that being a chef is like someone that works at Michelin star restaurants, someone that like dedicates 80 plus hours a day at a restaurant. Like being a chef is a very, in my opinion, a loose term. You could be a chef. I, what I was doing, I was still being a chef. Yeah. Just because like I was teaching kids and their families like how to cook food. That doesn't mean I'm not a chef. So yeah. And, you know, if we had to, you know, pick and choose, who's more impactful, the line cook at a Michelin star restaurant or the person that is the most popular teacher at school? I mean, hey, but no, yeah, like you're, you're both making and preparing food. You both require attention to detail. You both require education, background, smarts, passion. A lot of Working hard work fly, dealing with that i didn't have yeah. a classroom so i'd have to like quickly figure out how i was going to take all the stuff and like bring it up three flights of stairs or like yeah. how what like for example muffins like i had to have my mise and claws i had to make sure that i had everything scaled out for these muffins to make sure that, that pre-k mm-hmm. knew how to make muffins you know what i mean i'm like yeah. having to make like a timeline to make sure like okay i have 30 minutes I have to make sure within these 30 minutes, I can teach them how to make muffins and by that time have them done so they could try them. And like all this other stuff that you don't like really think about, you know? Yeah, exactly. And also like working on the fly, like sometimes things won't work out. Like I would go to the garden and expect like, I could like go grab the tomatoes that were grown, go grab the kale. But then I'm like, okay, like what am I going to make with this? Like, how can I do a fun, like I go into the cafeteria And I would be like, okay, like I have to show them, like they need to try stuff from the garden. How can I make this fun for them? So I'm like, okay, let me make a salad. Okay, I don't have any dressing. What can I use to make a dressing? So I'm like, okay, olive oil. Let me go grab some lemons down the street. Then I'll come back, make honey, olive oil, like some lemon vinaigrette. Toss that with the kale and the tomatoes. Try to get kids to try that. You know what I mean? Like thinking on the fly, like what can I get to entice kids to try things that they normally wouldn't try? 
and that's a constant thing for you right like every, like a yeah. real chef quote unquote or like kids like a lot of the time they would go get their food and immediately throw it out like they would literally walk to get their food and then walk to the trash can and toss it which I would say hurts more than some hoity-toity Michelin star diner that's like, mm, I just don't like chanterelle mushrooms. It just doesn't really go with my Zinfandel. Exactly. <laughs> like these kids wouldn't even try. They're just like <clears throat> into the trash can, so much food waste. And I'm like, what can I do? That came from a garden. Right. <laughs> How do you not understand? Oh, like, guys, you are going home and like, you're not eating this. So... I worked with the cafeteria and like, how can I try to advertise this food to make it more appealing to kids? So I would do like little things. Like I would like write on the wall with like a little giant, not little giant. That doesn't make sense. A giant. Giant tiny. Yeah. And I'd be like, tried it, liked it, loved it. So we had like sweet and sour chicken one day. I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, try the sweet and sour chicken. Did you try it? Did you like it? Did you love it? And they got to like put a little sticker or like put a little star in a marker and that like enticed them to not throw out so much food because they like got to try it I'm like okay this tastes really good so like i'm gonna go get sweet and sour chicken and eat it wow that was your idea no it was like something that i learned through the organization of like tried it loved it liked it like someone else i did that so they're like yeah try it at your school and i was like thank god i did try that because that like, is super wow. smart Right. Or like sometimes the kids like would have like a bunch of apples or oranges and they're like, I'm not going to eat this. So I would take all, I'm like, you're not going to eat your apple. Like I'll take your apple. I'll take your apple. I'll take your orange. So then I would use those oranges and then take them. And then the next day use them for like an orange cranberry muffin Mm -hmm. or like take all the apples and use them for an apple walnut muffin or like something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Mama Mia, Rachel. Did they interview you for this? Like, was it an intense interview process? I imagine so, right? It was a very intense interview process. I had two interviews before I could even get accepted. Um, What was it like? Was it like? Like, what was the interview like? um, I just like had to video chat. So like Food Corps had like the New York person. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they had someone under them. So like for me, I had my direct like supervisor and there's a supervisor above her and they both like interviewed me and they're like, okay, like we would love to have you. Cause like basically what I talked about, like I was like, I went to the Culinary Institute of America. Like I did a farm to table concentration, which really helped me to like, you know, feel more passionate about where my food comes from. My family's from the South Bronx. Like I would feel more than honored to be back in the South Bronx, like teaching what I can know about food and like trying to get more people to like appreciate it mm-hmm. so like that I feel like really it was like the icing on the cake yeah for like sure people really appreciated how like uh my family was from the South Bronx and I was like I'm gonna go back there and like see what it's like yeah yeah and you had that that incredible background of of food you know you can't really can't really pass that up right yeah exactly do you think that someone with like a background and just like regular farming could do what you do or do you think that chef component is just as important no I don't think so I feel like honestly anyone that is passionate about food could have that position you know Mm -hmm. what I mean like whether it's like being a chef or like like for example 
they had that school garden that was like something that I luckily knew somewhat about because of like our concentration and like, like we had that experience. But even if a farmer was like, hey, like I'm going to go to the school and I'm going to teach about farming, like if they focus on more like gardening classes, that would still be beneficial. Like mm-hmm. me personally, I chose to focus more on cooking classes, whereas some like my friend that I met through food course, she's a nutritionist. So she tried to focus more on like nutrition classes. Yeah. And like, regardless of what you're doing, like it's better than doing nothing, you know? Hell yeah, Rachel. Cheers to that. So, so what's, what's the goal now? What are you trying to, are you trying to get back into that? Um, yeah, I guess I would say like, long story short, like I definitely want to go back into, um, farming, which like my job right now is like doing farm to table events in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. I I might've told you about that. And she does have cooking classes there. And I would love to like go back into the public schools and like teach again. But the only problem is like one, it got defunded and two, like to do non-for-profit jobs, like you don't make any money. So it's not like a livable wage where I can like actually have an income and like be comfortable you know so hopefully down the line there'll be more opportunities like unless I get a teaching license but like I don't know if I want to do that I'm trying to figure out like which direction I want to go do you know what's involved in getting a teaching license I should know this my sister is literally a teacher but I don't my sister is too but like I have no idea Oops, we're bad siblings. We don't know anything about them. Who are they? I'm going to her wedding this month. I don't. I don't even know who the other guy is. You know. Oh, uh, what's her husband's name? Don't even know. It's Ryan. Um, shout oh. out Ryan. Um, <laughs> and also, uh, Kaylee and I love you. Um, so sorry if you had to listen to this. Um, anyways. <laughs> oh God. Love that for you guys. So Rachel. Just, just lay it on me, okay? Let's throw away our our expensive education, okay? okay. What advice would you give to someone that, that wants to do what you do? How would they get there? What would they have to prepare for? Where would they have to be in here in their in their goddamn mind, okay? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, I just feel like I feel like this go many ways. I guess what I would want someone to get out of this is that like, you know, like when you go to CIA or when you be a chef, you think you have to have like the certain outcome. You know what I mean? Like you have to do this. You have to do that. You have to do, you have to like work at a Michelin star restaurant. You have to work under something really cool. Like you have to work 80 plus hours in the kitchen, but, and like, also like when you're a leader in those kitchens, you feel as though like you have to train your employees in a certain way. Right. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, like, I was just like a sous chef at this restaurant I was working at in Oregon, which is a whole other story. But in my opinion, like, I think it's time to change the way that people think of the restaurant industry, you know, be more compassionate, be more willing to teach others, be more willing to be open, like be a sponge, you know, try to absorb as much information that you can. And give back as much as you can, like whether that's like going to like a community center and like teaching classes or like going to garden or just doing something where 
you know, like you're not, I feel like also like being a chef, people are like really into themselves, you know, and like, what can they do to be better instead of thinking like, how can I better the lives of other people? Mm-hmm. And like, what can I do to make an impact on someone else besides myself? And like, when I was a kid, I never really had those opportunities to like be in a cooking class or like learn gardening or to like learn where my food came from or like anything like that. So like, if you can give your time back and like go to like your local elementary school and like do that, Mm -hmm. like that has so much more of an impact than like you'll ever realize. Like kids will keep that with them until they get older. And like, you're also giving opportunities to kids that like people give up on. They're like, this kid, you know, is a delinquent, blah, blah, blah maybe they just haven't had that person to be there for them to be like, mm-hmm. you're really good at this. Like, let's work on this together and like, give yeah. them that outlet, you know? I get you. You had to fight a lot of stigmas. It sounded like to yeah. get to where you are. Right. And that sucks. That's unfortunate because like, yeah. yeah, we both know this industry for such an underutilized, underappreciated industry where stupidly competitive with each other exactly. and it doesn't serve us it doesn't serve us at all no, it only not. it only makes it worse and it only mm-hmm. makes it seem like being a, a culinarian in any sense is like this distant far off romanticized thing which exactly. it's not exactly. because we don't get paid enough to earn that right we don't Perhaps. get appreciated enough we don't get 401ks so exactly. why are you why are you shitting on someone because they're they're not working at this specific restaurant and killing themselves we haven't earned that right yet um i agree of course absolutely i think a lot more people are finally beginning to agree but it's 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 stuff like this that shows like how wide the umbrella can actually be yeah because there's going to be more people that are like well i gotta go to manhattan i gotta go to nyc i gotta you know pay my dues i gotta to take minimum wage working at a restaurant seven days a week, you know, working 80 plus 80 hours, hours plus. yeah, whatever. And I got to get spit on by my, my executive chef every day. And then they're going to be like, okay, well, I don't like working in a restaurant, but I am passionate about food. So what else can I do with it? Right. And bada bing, a bada boom here is Rachel come to tell you what's up. So yeah, yeah the freaking freaking thank you. Um, but yeah, yeah, so, I mean, any, any tidbits, any like philosophies that, that you want to share before we, we wrap this thing up? Um, you, you gave me a lot. I did. I feel like I just spelled like a lot. Um, any philosophy, I guess I would just say is like, you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. And like, people are going to give you shit for it, you know, especially like in our industry, but like at the end of the day, like if you're doing what makes you happy, that's what matters the most. Our industry gets the shit from other industries. <laughs> and also like no one wants to work in restaurants anymore. At least from what I'm seeing, like you're not getting paid well. You're not getting any time, like pay time off. You're not, like you said, getting 401ks. You're, you're barely getting insurance. So like, what's the point? And we did it to ourselves because we gave right. the work itself the privilege over all of that, which sucks. Anyways... Okay. Rachel, Rachel, how, how, how the heck can people find you on the internet? Oh, um, follow me on Instagram at sustainability underscore gangster. Did I say underscore, right? Yeah. Or, um, you can follow me on my Twitter at Vasquez Rachel. Probably not something you should follow me on. I would highly suggest Instagram though. 
that's a really good plug. Or <laughs> just say. at Facebook at Rachel Vasquez with that D-A-Z as in zebra, Q-U-E-Z. Because most people it. think it's like two S's. So I just yeah. have to Follow me on Facebook because like, why not? <laughs> yeah, Facebook is popping now. Almost You're going to get almost nothing out of me on Facebook. But you're, you're in a way you're going to be closest to me you know, because I do check Facebook still. So I am cognizant of notifications. So that's what it is. Um, God, I don't even know how to like wrap this thing up anymore. Well, I didn't realize, how long have we been chatting for? Like, I don't, I don't even, even want to wrap I, it up. I don't even know, dude. Um, follow the Instagram. What do I do with show? Um, and, uh, you know, if uh, you know anyone that wants to talk about what they do for a living, hit your boy up. Um, All right, cool. I, I feel like Sorry, Burke the Yanks. This yeah, hit me with yeah, hit me with another one. Get it on mic. Um, I can't now. The pressure's on, but I feel like I definitely know a few people that would love to chat about their experience. So I'll send them your way. Love, love to chat. Love to chat, Rachel. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank for you for hanging out. Giving me this platform to talk about other things than Michelin star restaurants. Of course, my pleasure. and like how the impact of teaching others is really important. It is. It truly is. I'm a little yeah. bit buzzed off of that one Bud Light or er, Blue Can soft drink. I was going to say your Pepsi. Oh, that's also oh. product placement. <laughs> Almost done with this one. So I feel that. Uh, yeah. And you also don't have a lot of liquids in your body in general. So it's, you're probably feeling it. And I love that for you. Let's get, uh, let's get twisted tonight. Let's eat some Funyuns. All right, Rachel. Namaste. Have a good night. Everyone at home, thank you so much for listening. Or thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Oh God, they're watching. I forgot. Who knows where this is gonna end up? <laughs> YouTube? Netflix? I hope Netflix. That'd be cool. What if what? HBO picked up a pot just one podcast and it was it's this our one. podcast, our specific episode? It's this one. It's just this just the one it that we like. Time. <laughs> God. All right. Thank you. Thank okay. you, Rachel. Bye. Namaste. My pleasure.